0: Lower black pain. a series of words arranged, typed, and spoken by J.D. Michaels. I just read an article that said getting six hours of sleep a night was as bad as not sleeping for two days straight. There was research in a laboratory with subjects and pencils and numbers. I'm proud when I get six hours of sleep. I'm not saying that I get six hours sleep like every night or anything. I don't know where you even heard that. That's incredible. What an imagination you have. No, I've always felt that I physically require six hours of sleep a night to achieve what I'm going to call basic human functionality. But this research revealed that only those who slept eight hours a night were properly rested or whatever, the smarmy jerks, while my noble Sixers faltered on the 10th day, breaking down in tests, doing things like cognitive stuff, vocabulary, things, maybe memory stuff too, I don't really recall. So much modern talk mentions a work-life balance and we live in a world of such stunning convenience that surely it is nearing utopia, bonbons and chaise-longs and self-driving cars while wearing VR helmets. In this world of absolute wonder, I can definitely get two more hours sleep every night, right? Going to sleep isn't staying asleep. And if I roll the wrong way, I snore loud enough to be heard on the street in Brooklyn with our windows shut, and 3.30 a.m., I'm up for no apparent reason. They say it might be stress, but who are they, and why should I listen to them, whoever they are, and what do they know? And no matter what I do, the cats always wake me at exactly 5.30 a.m. to be fed. No? I tried that. Yep. Yeah, tried that too. The article vexed me because I really thought I'd crack the life-work-balance code with the six-hour thing. I was proud. and my Apple Watch all set for my bedtime and wake-up time more than I used to get. I used to be exhausted all the time. I got home from work at 8.30 and then to bed by 11.30 and then up again at 5.30. Oh, wait, that's six hours too. Anyways, eight hours of sleep at night seems to scientifically be the answer to everything, which isn't surprising. We've heard that our whole lives. Somewhere around 1817, a Welsh gentleman named Robert Owen promoted a revolutionary idea he called the Workday. Eight hours labor, eight hours recreation, and eight hours rest. He owned a factory, so he tested this hypothesis on his employees as one of his first efforts to create a utopian society. He never really hit that mark, but he did become an originator of the trade union movement, which later adopted this theory. Eight hours work, eight hours rest, eight hours for what you will. You're doing the math in your head, aren't you? Eight and 8 is 24? Really? I could really sleep for 8 hours and then go to work and have 8 hours left? Every day? (laughs) Of course not. Clocks were more theoretical in 1817, and the sun was younger and more forgiving. When's the last time you had eight hours of sleep, then had a super productive eight hours at work, then partied for eight hours? Never, is the answer, because it doesn't work that way. 888 is a beautiful numerical fairy tale that has inspired civilization, but quite literally doesn't add up. You know what hadn't been invented in 1817? Commuting. That's an extra hour on either side of work. Then, they must not have had any errands to do. That's an hour and two more for morning and evening ablutions and eating meals. At least an hour for some kind of home maintenance or reading the mail or the news or anything else that's necessary instead of a fun choice. That's 16 hours of work a day. Sounds more like it, right? We're getting there. Because it's now 16 hours of work with eight left over to try and get some sleep and watch a couple of YouTube videos. The weekend was an idea that occurred to several people at the beginning of the 20th century. A mill in New England offered Saturdays off to its Jewish employees along with Sunday. Then Henry Ford tried it. But in England, it was a gift from John Boot, whose pharmaceutical factory in Nottingham was experiencing a significant surplus. So to slow production but keep staff employed, he gave them two days off without reducing their pay. The 40-hour work week, along with the weekend, was formally adopted in the USA in 1937 as part of the Fair Labor Standard Act under the New Deal. And it wasn't so people could get more sleep. It was all a numbers thing of keeping people employed and factories open and numbers up or down or whatever. And the weirdest fact about all this is that humans used to sleep in two four-hour chunks back before we had artificial light. They'd wake up in the middle of the night for an hour or two, get some stuff done, then go back to bed until morning but candles and street lamps changed all that. Then, of course, electricity and Johnny Carson. Even if I have a couple of hours for what I will, I usually spend it decompressing. Decompression is the time it takes to get over the time directly before it. If I don't employ some discipline, I end up using all that time to scroll through one thing or another on my phone, which is never productive. What I should will is to read a book write music that's a good thing to will or maybe a little pilates i should be willing that but if i only have eight hours that i'm not working should i spend all of that time sleeping really i mean what do i know i'm just a sixer you eight hour sleep people have all the answers you tell me oh sorry i didn't see you i apologize just give me a call when you wake up lower black pain is a michaels adams initiative and a cabs everywhere production